Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. All right, so it's time to beef. Listen up. Not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original old-fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy, and peppered, all come in four-ounce bags, so you can sample different flavors to find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because knowing the jerky compares Old Trapper, what is your beef? I'm going to start with the written beefs this week. Dear Jim, my beef is with idiots who put their broken down crap at the curb with a free sign. Nobody wants your love seat stained with who knows what, even for free. Michelle in Denver. Hey, Rome, my beef is with string cheese guy. Unless you're six years old, eat your whack ass stick of cheese like a normal adult so I don't have to watch you play with your food while I'm trying to work. Todd, no longer in Hermosa Beach. Jim, I have a beef with Matthew McConaughey. First, he steals your look. Second, he is such a fraud. He was bald 30 years ago in Dazed and Confused. He claims he hasn't had any work done on his lettuce and insists that his hair magically grew back from some snake oil and magic potion that he had been taking. I know there's something in that lettuce! Jim in Temecula. That's long been a conversation in Hollywood, hasn't it? Hey, Van Smack, my beef is with super bad breath guy. Why isn't this guy aware that his mouth vapor could stop a charging rhino. Your oral flamethrower is disrupting our daily lives. Do you not realize that your daily routine of not brushing your teeth, combined with copious consumption of coffee, Cheetos, and apparently turd sandwiches, are not appealing to the rest of us? War the use of mouthwash. Vaughn in Knoxville. Ouch, but that's strong. My beef, the tool in the airport who seems baffled that he has to remove his belt and shoes while going through security. This has been a thing for over 20 years. Act like you've been here before or take the fish hooks out of your pockets and pony up for TSA pre-check. Vince in Fresno. Romy, my beef is with large parties in a restaurant. Just because you're at a large table does not mean you yell across it. While your kids chase each other around the restaurant, rent a private room if you're going to act like a fool. I'm trying to enjoy my margarita. Amber, war lady clones. Rome, my beef is with basketball players whose team is down 20 with three minutes left, taking the ball out after an opponent's basket and then rolling the ball down the court as if saving three seconds may make a difference in the outcome. Come on! Kevin in Denver, that's true. Come on. This says, my beef is with who proofreads the emails because anytime I challenge you, Rome, on a bad take, I hear nothing of the sort from me or anyone else for that matter. Signed, Justin. Not in market, but on topic. Two things, Justin. First of all, I don't have bad takes. I have takes that you clearly are not bright enough to understand. 
but I don't have bad takes. Number two, the reason your crap isn't read is because nobody understands your crap, whoever you are. If you made it better, it would get on air. You're not not getting on air because you don't agree with me. You're not getting on the air because you write and say things like, I hear nothing of the sort from me or anyone else for that matter. I don't want to decode that. I don't want to try to make sense of that. That's why you're not getting on the air. Justin, whoever you are. What I'm saying, Justin, is it's not me, it's you. Tim from Appleton writes, Rome, I have a beef with my senior citizen neighbors who mow their yards three times per week. You are not a groundskeeper. You do not live on a putting green. Get a life, lawn psychos. I don't know, bro. They're retired. They've got nothing else to do. They take pride in their property. I don't have an issue with that. All right, this is graphic in nature. Before I read this, I want you to know this is graphic in nature. If you find things like this offensive, you may want to turn away for the next 15 seconds. Again, heads up, the next beef is graphic in nature. Jimmers, I've got hashtag beef with all the talking heads already writing off Jimmy G. I have news for you. Win or lose, hurt or not, Jimmy G's ass is a radish patch. And I am a pig rooting around in it. Full earth and stop. Oh my gosh. You pig. Signed Abby... In Jimmy Diego. Abby, too much. Too much for the show, Abby. Even for you. Alpha Romeo. My beef is with my wife. Our daughter is heading to college. Suddenly she wants to have a second child. We had our daughter very young, so that's not the problem. The problem is we missed our late teens and 20s raising her. I am now 35. I am ready to live the nice life. I think that I'm going to get snipped. Matt, interesting take. I feel you, dude. Rome, I have a beef with V in the fee. The dude is the next Josh in Detroit. In terms of having so little game with so much confidence, the big difference is Josh was much more likable. John in Wichita. Hate to say it, but I'd forgotten about Josh in Detroit. That's a great reset. SA Sports Honk, Rome. I've got a beef with my wife. We recently had one of our dogs die. We had him cremated and placed in a nice decorative urn. Well, my wife can't find where she put it. Rest in peace, Fluffy, wherever you are. It's a lie, dude. Your wife did not lose the dog. Jimp in the box. My beef is with people who use the double do. I do do this. I do do that. 
One do gets it done, you morons. Do, do, and poo, poo is children's slang for their bowel movement. And you're driving me and anyone with even one ounce of intellect nuts. Enough. Jim in Tucson. Susie from Wisco responding to an earlier beef. Hey, Jim, I have a beef with eating string cheese anyway besides in strings. It's in the name, so what's the problem? Hi, Jim. My beef is with the kid who called Russell Wilson a sack of potatoes. Now, every time I buy a sack of potatoes, I think of Russell Wilson. John in Salt Lake. There's no beef with that. That, that was an amazing line. My beef is with the Eurostep. It's traveling, Rome. It's traveling. Hey, ref, next time dude goes goose-stepping down the lane like Crazy Legs Hirsch, blow your whistle. Swing your arms in a little circle and call the travel. That's my favorite one so far. Ryan in Nashville. Let's get a phone call or two in here. Let's start with Nick in Philly. You made it in. Nick, what's your beef? Well, my beef is that I'm always getting stuck behind the woman in the deli line at the supermarket who quarter pounds me to death. She's ordering scraps, and i got to wait 20 minutes to get my order in. And anybody complaining about Jeff from Richmond, I enjoy him talking through his tooth. There's nothing better. (laughs) My man, nice job, Nick. I got a beef with the woman in the deli section who quarter pounds me to death. Great job, Nick. That's how you make it better. Philly. 1-800-636-8686. U.S. Cellular has some great news, especially for you, person listening to this podcast. Right now, you can get one line with unlimited data for just $29.99. So, unlike other cell networks, you won't have to pay for lines you don't need just to get a good price. Get one line for $29.99 with unlimited data today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms do apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. Let's go to Kathleen. Kathleen in Omaha. Kathleen, what's your beef? I am ashamed of Aaron's taste in bubblegum cupcake music. He is better off with Lizzie Hale. There is nothing bubblegum or cupcake about Hailstorm. Lizzie did a great duet with Johannes on Avatar's new song, Violence No Matter What. That song is a zillion times better than every song that Donkey Alligator Earthworm has. Thank you, Methylene. She is upset that Aaron is a Swifty. 1-800-636-8686. What the hell? Ryan in Sacktown. Ryan, what's your beef? Hey, what's up, Jared? My beef is with random senior announcements. Hey, grads, it's snail mail panhandling if I've never met you or your half-tough sidewall staring mugshot with a cursive note on the back claiming we're third cousins comes in the mail. In Rome, half the time I fold and send a check to these wannabe Mori contestants. It's not cash until the second semester of freshman year when the Hey Mr. Funds run dry. Unwar Paul's dog begging for my hip bone out. 
Ryan and Sacktown, like for him, kind of I, kind of I. That Ryan, that's pretty much where you belong, dude. That's your lane, the beefs. That's where you made your name, and then you wrecked it by leaving that, thinking you were more than that. But that's where you belong. That's where you do your best work. Stay in that lane. Oh, Johnny boy. Oh, Ryan boy. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you are buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. And if you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Running back Aaron Jones is my guest. Aaron, it's great to have you back. How are you? I'm doing good, and you? Good, dude, good. So bring me up to date. How fired up were you to get to OTAs and get started on this new chapter and this new challenge? Uh, I was very excited. You know, every time you come, it's like a fresh reset. You know, uh, you, you're back out. You're back in here with your guys. So, it's, it's, uh, you know, you go back to square one and uh, building that chemistry, that team bonding and you know what that means. That's not good news. That song means we have a faulty connection, and we're doing it via Zoom. I'm going to fight through this. Not I'm going to work for this. This is Green Bay Packer running back Aaron Jones, good friend of the program. And he was cutting out a little bit. So, Aaron, you look great. You don't sound as great because of the connection. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you now. All right, fingers crossed. All right, so what you're talking about is you get there, and it's every single year you go back to zero, and it's a reset. So in that regard, this year is no different. Never thought that I would say this, but you're kind of the old head, and you're only 28. What's it like being around so many young guys on offense, and do you find yourself feeding off their energy? Uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, just trying to teach them hopes, uh, teach them a standard here that we've set uh, here in Green Bay. So, and you know, they're, they're buying in there around me i love being around them uh do find myself picking up on a little little they're talking about or a little bit of the things that they're interested in uh you know i'm like not as tech savvy and th that things things like that so they keep me up to date uh dude that's too much I and mean, that, that's kind of funny to me that if at 28 you're not tech savvy and they keep you up to date i don't know where that leaves an old man like me that's actually pretty funny so clearly it is now Jordan Love's time. How has Jordan looked to you in OTAs, and what are your expectations overall for the offense this year? Uh, Jordan's looked great at OTAs. You know, he's came out confident. Ended the, uh, the Peter every day, and we know pretty good across the ball. So uh, it's been pretty fun competing. And then, uh, you know, we just – we expect to make all the – through the offense, we expect each other to make each other's uh, you know, we know it's going to take more than just one person. We got to all rely on each other, making each other's job easy. Like I said, um, we got to play with energy. We got to play together. And, you know, you got to play mistake free football. Guys, keep yourself tight and feeling confident with new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant, reformulated with 72-hour sweat and odor protection and one-quarter moisturizing cream. Stop worrying about your underarms so you can be present for the moments that matter. Do not let underarm insecurities keep you at arm's distance from the ones you care about. Buy new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant with 72-hour sweat and odor protection wherever personal care products are sold.
Aaron Jones is joining us. So, Aaron, let me ask you something about Jordan Love. Like, he's been there. He's been putting in the time. He knows the system. He knows the offense. And he's looked good to you so far in OTAs. Let me ask you this. In that sense, does everybody already trust him? Has he earned that trust? Or can that only happen in performing when you're in live action and on Sundays? Uh, I mean, he's done it in live action as well uh, with the little limited time he's had. So, I mean, we've already had his trust and his respect and we we know what he's capable of. And but then he's continued to do it week in, week out in practice, uh, giving our our starting defense great looks. And now we have him here in OTAs. And like I said, he's been commanding the huddle. He's been a great leader uh, for us and, uh, so far. So, you know, I'm just excited to see where uh, Julian's career goes. And I'm excited that I'm the one who gets to, you know, help him start it. All right, we're talking to Aaron Jones. Aaron, what about the team overall? Does this team have a bit of a chip on its shoulder, and is it looking to prove people wrong? Oh, uh, you know, yes, sir. Of course, we're looking to prove people wrong. But uh, you know, we don't we don't read too much into the headlines. We know uh, people are doubting us, you know, because uh, we're a very young team. We didn't bring in pieces that people may have wanted us to bring in. But uh, we have everything we need in this facility and uh, all the all the players, everything, all the resources around us. And we know that. So uh, it's just now it's just time for us to get the job done. And um, but the best part will be proving people wrong, you know, uh, who who don't see us come in, uh, which is a new new aspect for this team. We're we're normally, you know, the the ones with the bullseyes on our back. So um it's, it's a little different this year. Yeah, no, you're right. That's really interesting. So in that sense, like if there's noise and there's always noise, right? There's always noise. Do you block the noise out or are you listening to all that noise and are you keeping receipts? Uh, you know, since it's different this time, you keep a little receipts and uh, you, you let them know once once the job is done, you let them know. But. <laughs> Got to complete the job first. Sure, I get that. Aaron Jones is joining us. You know, you and I chopped it up at Super Bowl on Radio Row like we do almost every single year, which I always appreciate. We talked at that time about the uncertainty surrounding Aaron Rodgers' future. Ultimately, do you think that the team wanted to move on from Aaron, or do you think that Aaron wanted to move on and he wanted to be in New York? Uh, I mean, I have no clue. I didn't speak to either side. You know, I didn't speak to A-Rod before any of this happened or, you know— um, and then I didn't have like direct contact to you know see going on between the two or why A Rod didn't want to be here. Um, but I have nothing but love and respect for A Rod. He's been tremendous for me uh, in my in my career, my development, and helping me uh, get to the player I am today. He, uh, you know, he believed in me when a lot of people around didn't. So. Uh, so I'm forever grateful for Rob. Now, absolutely. He would say the same thing about you. Absolutely. He always said the same thing about you. You know, you proved how committed you were to staying with the Packers by restructuring your contract, which dropped your salary this season. Not everybody is willing to do that. Why did you decide to do so? Um, because it's home for me, you know. This is the place I've been. This is the place I grew up. Uh, the community who's been supporting me. And then uh, all my brothers in the locker room, you know been playing some great football with them and we feel like we have um, some unfinished business, uh, you know, bringing the title back where it belongs, title town. And I knew the offense, I know the coaching staff, I loved how they how they play me, how they use me, different things like that. So um, it just made sense. And then also, I never made that amount of money. What I went down to was 11 million. It was still never made that in my career. And, and
So I'm like, people have never been paid for in a single and maybe and I'm the second highest paid running back. Touch the market, what I was supposed to like what I was gonna get. The running back market didn't move the way it would everybody thought it would. And uh so restructured and went down to eleven, which made me the second highest paid behind Christian McCaffrey. So um I was happy to do that and happy to be here um and help help uh so maybe we can bring in some people or whatever they wanted to do to help this team. It's an unselfish veteran move. Aaron Jones joining us. And we've had some trouble with the connection. I want to fight through this. I want to ask you one more thing. You and I have spoken so many times over the years about your tremendous family and how close-knit you all are. Of course, both your parents served in the military. Your father, Alvin, was a great man. He passed away a couple of years ago. You decided to honor him by using portions of his ashes to create a forever diamond. It's an amazing gesture. What does that particular stone represent to you? Uh, so was, the company's called Eternova, and like you said, they turn uh, ashes into diamonds, or it could be hair particles, and it could be your loved one, or it could be a, uh, whatever it may be. And what it represents to me is my dad was my shining light in my life. He was my rock thing, um, you know, and me, I like to think I'm a diamond in the rough. I'm a small place, and my dad is too. And so it just, he's like I said, he's the shining light of me and my family. And so me and all my family, uh, we got one made, and um, I'm excited to get it and start. I think that's awesome. Aaron Jones, running back for the Packers, entering his seventh season already, a Pro Bowl in 2020. It's going to be a really interesting year, and they start things off in the regular season against Chicago on September 10th. Aaron, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the relationship. It's always good to have you on the show, Aaron. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good to see you. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back that you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Why don't we go to the city? Not the city by the bay. The city. New York City. Eddie in New York City. Right to the front of the line. Eddie, what's going on? Jimmy! What's up, baby boy? It's your man, Eddie, from New York City. What's going on, brother? What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm feeling good. You know, I actually, I'm up in my uh, my sister's house, and she's up in the in the, in the woods in uh, northern Florida, and I couldn't get up. Her internet went out at the house, so I had to leave, and I'm in the middle of a road right here on the phone with you, and people think I'm the FBI. The people passing on the highway, they think I'm an FBI agent or something. I got it. It's crazy. But I, I just wanted to, first, this is crazy. I wanted to tell you that I appreciate you and uh, the love and support you gave me after the, you and, and the pack ran me out of the jungle like I was um, like I was a poacher trying to kill the, the last white rhino. You know what I mean? Like you guys, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe how fast I just got whacked like that. I didn't even know what happened to me. But uh, I was really trying to call about the New York Jets, man, you know? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I've been a, a Jet boy since I was a little boy. It started with Mark Gastineau dancing around Bob Greasy like he just hunted and, and killed the big trophy fish to feed the village. And Freeman McNeil, 
would be swifting out and making A.J. Dewey land in the mud, his face in the mud. I'm a real jet, man, you know? And uh, I've been through decades of everything, you know? And Tom Brady, you know, trying to slay the dragon. Robert Sala coming with the Zen style, talking about we can't stop slaying the dragon. we got to become the dragon. So I just wanted to appreciate you and the support and the love you gave me after that you cut me off because a lot of things you said were true. And uh, it really was just game-recognizing game, but I'm just Eddie from New York City, brother. My man, Rack him. All right, Eddie, let me explain what happened. So Eddie in New York City Rack right him. now is in the middle of the road, and people think he's an FBI agent, and they don't know why he's there. He said what happened was he called the program, and I whacked him, and he said it happened so fast he had no idea what happened. It's because Eddie in New York City called yesterday, and he had an energy about him, like you heard just right there, and I liked it, but then he quickly doubled back to let me know who he really was. And in so doing, he self-glossed. Come to find out, he's like, well, it sounded like this. New York City, Eddie, what's going on? Jimmy Rome, what's up, baby boy? I can't believe I'm on the line with you. I didn't even want to pull my celebrity card. I'm actually a hip-hop icon, a.k.a. A-D-O-R, and the renegade master. But I just wanted to talk to you. So I said, this dude, he was just trying to be cool. He was just trying to show respect and love and said, I hate to pull my celebrity card, but I'm a hip hop master. I'm an icon. A renegade master, I should say, and a hip hop icon. And then went with the self gloss. And then we broke him off. And I'm like, that dude. That dude has to be so pissed. That dude's got to be so unhappy. I come up in here to show you respect on your show, and you break me off like that? And I think that he knew me and he knew the show, but didn't know the rule or thought that maybe the rule did not apply to him because he was a celebrity and an OG and an icon. So what I did was I doubled back, and I confirmed that he was, in fact, who he said he was. We played a couple of his tracks. And I said, my dude, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but I'm not sorry for the rule. And the rules apply to everybody. And that's not personal. And now you have a bunch of new friends. And I ran out all the other self-glossers. So he called back today to say, hey, look, I know what happened. I know what happened. I'm good with it. I'm cool. And what I really wanted to call about was I want to say that I'm a Jets fan through and through. And I go way, way, way back. And he mentioned Mark Gastineau and Freeman McNeil. Hey, listen, dude, I know. You and I are similar in age, probably. I go way back. When I got my start and my first TV show, I was interviewing those guys. I got to be honest. I had an interview with Mark Gastineau when Gastineau was the sack master. Remember that great sack exchange, the New York sack exchange? Joe Klecko and Gastineau? It got weird. The interview got weird. I remember... Because remember, Gastineau was married to Brigitte Nielsen, right? And there was some talk that maybe Gastineau was dabbling in some illegal PEDs. And I asked him point blank on the air, you know, do you do roids? And his reaction was so strange, bizarre. Like, he almost started crying. It was very odd, very odd. And then there were those reports that the other guys on the line didn't like him, and he was kind of an outcast. And then you had Klecko. Like, the whole thing was really bizarre and very odd. But I know exactly what you're talking about because I was interviewing those guys at that time. 
And the Gastineau interview always stayed with me. It was always very odd, very peculiar, I thought. And he was dominant, dominant. You know, 18 sacks a year, New York sack exchange, dominant. Super popular as well, like the guy. So I feel you, dude. Freeman McNeil. Good times. There there were actually some good times and good personalities. When I think of the Jets, I think about those times. When I think of the Jets, I think about us going out and asking for an interview with Curtis Martin and the Jets telling us no, no. Curtis only does positive interviews. For years, I was furious about that. Yeah, because I'm coming to do a negative interview with one of the most perfect guys ever. Of course we want to interview Curtis Martin. The guy was too good to be true. Why why would I not do anything but a positive interview? That was so Jets-like back in the day to say that. Nope, 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 nope. Curtis only does positive interviews. Oh, really? So what they got out of that was like 10 years of negativity for me. Believe me, it would have been a positive interview. I'm not in this, never have been, never were, had one bad night, all right? I had one bad night with one bad interview. But we were never in it to do, quote, negative interviews. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What else do I remember? I remember after they signed Tim Tebow, I lit them up for that. Like, are you kidding me? Really? And I was on TV just whacking away. And Mike Tannenbaum called me up. He got my cell phone somehow, and he wanted a piece of me, and I returned the phone call. We never hooked up. He didn't call back. But I know he took great offense to what I said about Tebow. Hey, Mike, I, I accept your apology. I was right. You were wrong. Lasting impressions of Tebow in New York, jogging without his shirt on in the rain. Tell me one more thing you remember about him with the Jets other than that. Apology accepted. See, I don't bear a grudge. I don't hold a grudge. Not even against the Jets. In fact, I'm all about the Jets. I love the Jets now. They're fascinating. I can't wait to see the Jets. All right, when we come back. So that was Eddie in New York City. See? See how that cleaned up? Piece of cake. Clones aren't as happy about that as I am. The clones still have a problem. Here we go. Eddie, check this guy out. Eddie should have been run again when he reintroduced himself. Check the tape, Alvin. Mike F. Dude, okay. I missed that. I'll be honest. I missed that. Could you imagine if we ran him again, though? His head would be spinning like they just... Jimmy Rome, baby boy, you did me again like that. You imagine if we had done that two days in a row? What he there's like three rules on the show and he violated two of them on back-to-back days. That's funny. Planet Wilson. Hey Jim, I knew we could bend the rules just a tad for hip-hop icons. Thanks to Eddie in New York City for letting us know it's Eddie in New York City twice. Hell, might as well give Eddie two golden tickets. I'm going to say Ryan in Sacktown's had his best day since he called in high as a kite from his hospital bed. He writes, JR, was Alvy's hand on the throttle when Eddie in NYC said his name again after his intro? He should have been run again. 
Good reset, Rhino. Well done. Let's go to the phones. We go to V in Menifee. What's up, V? Jimbo Slice. Hey, first off, I really want to apologize for that bench Simmons jokes. That was kind of lame and really sophomore, but I had to get this in, man. Jeff in Richmond is fat. I like how he filmed this smack-off prediction video in front of the McDonald's drive-thru after his fifth order of the day. Hey, Jim, make sure you hold the camera hamburger style. Otherwise, it won't get on TV to Jim. And you know, the girl replies, do, do you know Ronald McDonald? Hey, don't worry, fatty Jeff. If your luxury sled gets a flat tire, you can use the tire around your neck as a spare. And oh, as far as the herp, war safe sex. That's why we leave the lights on. Enjoy your three-day weekend, Jim. And Alvi, enjoy your three-way weekend. Fee and the fee, out. Wow, V. <laughs> Dude, he was angry. Normally, he's like, he's happy, he's upbeat, he rolls with it all. He was taking things personally. That was a clap back. Like, he's got the clap, but that was a clap back. Wow, V. You know what? Rack him. <laughs> Go ahead and rack that. Rack He's already on the watch list. A couple more of those, and he might get off the watch list and get a golden ticket. He didn't dance around that whole Jeff and Richmond fat thing, did he? Fat. <laughs> if you get a flat tire in one of your luxury sleds, just take the one off of the take the one that's around your neck off. And put that on? Hey, Avi, do you have a little something for me? I know it's been a short week, and no, we are not going to be here tomorrow. Logan Rome is graduating from high school. Rogan Lowe. Might you take a look back at the days that we did work this week? What's going on? Welcome to the jungle. I'm Jim Rome. Hope you had a great holiday weekend. Nice to have you here. It's already Tuesday. What's cracking? All right, why don't we start first with game seven? Come on now. You didn't really think the Heat were going to let themselves get punked like that, did you? Did you really think that Spo and Himmy and Kayla and Gaucho Gabe were going to let themselves go down in history as the biggest chokers ever? Come on now. Come on. Yeah! Did Jalen Brown just learn how to dribble last week? This guy was a turnover factory. How does that guy play like that in game seven it's in the building? Maybe you should be asking for the super men. And is there anybody who would like to represent me in renouncing my half-child status? Because I really am embarrassed. I mean, I hate to make it about me, but well, I won't make it about me. I'll just make it about half of me. Sometimes you have to laugh hey, at the uh, things that hey, make you cry. Howard Beck getting it done. Why did he choose hey, the 76ers over the Suns or maybe even the Bucks? Great question. But assuming Harden stays and Embiid is the reigning MVP and you know they're going to spend and you know Daryl Morey's going to go all out, I, I think it's probably just comfort level. Clones Jeff from Richmond. And my nephew, my dog that's out this like little oh, at least give us a heads up on what's coming up before you put it on the TV. Twiddle. But if you're paying triple to get fast food delivered to your house, let's say about you. I mean, if you want to be a lazy slob and eat that crap, at least get off your ass and go to the drive-thru. 
Jimmy Garoppolo was being a bitch. That's exactly what the Raiders signed up for, and that's exactly what the Raiders are getting. Jimmy G's won some big games, but I, I don't like to argue with Marty B about anything, but I definitely will not argue that. You can't win with a bitch for a quarterback. Vance Mack, is it really you? I can't believe it. You're, you're my hero. Uh, we, we just put out... Just put out the odds on whose turn it is to win. Not only was that not a good idea, that was about the stupidest idea. Talking to Pierre Maguire. It's just not Matthew Kachuk. It's the play of Sam Bennett and the physicality that he brings. And it's the rat factor of Nick Cousins. He's a nasty piece of business to play against. Bowling with Taylor Swift. To me, that sounds pretty hot. How was that? It was, there were... Just me going all 60 minutes with the gossip. Hard-hitting uh, personal questions. Like, she wants a piece? You feel that? I wasn't feeling that vibe. Packer fan, shake it off. <laughs> shake it off. Dale Earnhardt Jr., my guest. I don't look at the success that F1 is having currently as a negative to NASCAR or any other form of motorsports. I think it shines a little bit of light on everybody. New York City, Eddie, what's going on? Jimmy Rome, what's up, baby boy? I'm actually a hip-hop icon, a.k.a. A-D-O-R, and the Renegade Master. Eddie, my man. Whoa. I was always more of a De Niro guy than a Pacino guy, but how about the two of these dudes now? Still having kids? I can still do it. Yeah, well, I can too. Dudes. I mean, better go out in the street and knock each other out than keep knocking somebody else up. <laughs> Skip Schumacher is my guest. First of all, I appreciate the praise, and you know how much of a fan I am of yours, and driving to the field every day, I listen to your show in the jungle, and loved you for years, so I appreciate that. That means a lot, but I think the West Coast got screwed, honestly. And there's two other fanboys in Texas that uh, stalked the show. What are they? Uh, it's Pull Door Direct that at Cindy. She's the one who asked. And now she's on the watch list. She did ask. Just because you haven't been caught doesn't mean you didn't do it, Alvy. Oh, Mike and Indy. You better don't. You better don't, Mikey. Alvy got them hands. These hands. Uh, it's, it's hard to say because. Uh, uh, let's not get into that just yet. Yeah, it's kind of tough to say. You know, I don't know. There's lots of good players on this team. That's really not for me to say. That's right, Jeff, 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 Mr. Jeff in Richmond. Well, my beef, the woman in the deli line who quarter pounds me to death. And uh, it really was just game recognizing game, but I'm just Eddie from New York City, brother. What? After Aaron refused to answer his text, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Always a pleasure, Romy. Thank you. Meat whistle. Hoo Always good to talk to Jim. I'm trying not to make it so long this next time, and y'all take care of us. Who wants to walk? Diabetes. Jeff Diabetes. in Richmond is fat. Means a lot. Thank you so much. Take care. Enjoy the Stanley Cup final. Good night. Wow, Alvi, well done. The three days that were. How much show do we give you in three days? More show than most people give you in five days, and that's evidence of that right there. And we're still not done. Let's go to the phones. This guy got in early. Let's go to Max in San Diego. Max, what's going on? How are you? Romy Rome, thanks for the vine, man. You got it, dude. What's up? Uh, very smart of you, by the way, to say the words sack exchange before a three-day weekend so you don't have to deal with a million clones tweeting you genitalia jokes. Um, listen, Rome, um, my dad turned on the Mighty 690 in 1994, and I've listened to you ever since. I've heard every smack off live, Jason and Fullerton with the moles on his face, Esquire and Doc Mike reminding us all how much smarter they are than the rest of us. Phone slap, who actually hung up on me when I tried to call the show when I was in high school. 
Shawnee's dynasty, the rise of Vic, who I consider the last of the old school. But as Bill Parcells would say, no disrespect to the BIC, but Jim, my beef is with the new school. Um, and it's fitting that my Smackoff prediction this year is a legend who also hates the new school. Good old irate Fred, pound for pound, the goat caller that this show has ever had. His Marge shot takes, his NASCAR takes, Whitey's dad for his first strap, the 3 a.m. call for his second strap, going contrarian. We talked earlier about how Jeff got over on him in 2002. And all respect to you, Wisco Jim, but you screwed him last year. He should have won. Um, so I bet it all on Kenny. He's old. He's bitter. He's angry. He sucks battery acid. War Harbaugh in the 98 smack-off. War Iafrady turning the BIC's ashes into a forever diamond. Thanks for the golden ticket. Out. My man, Max. Wow. Dude, I'm not going to give you a golden ticket, but you are watch list. You are watch list. Very smart. Very smooth. Well-versed. I did not get last year wrong. I never get that wrong. Good job, though, Max. Well done. So glad to get you in. And in terms of the genitalia smack, they've already started. It doesn't matter. Good night now!